0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Class Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demwine here with y'all, as always. We are about three hours out from the start of the NCAA tournament with the two playing games today here on Wednesday night. Uh, just wanted to hop in here and give kind of a <clears throat> news update, if you will, uh, on some things that have happened off-field-wise, if you will, here in recent days. So first and foremost, a third head coaching position came open on Tuesday morning as Ed Stevenson resigned. His post at UMass, uh, he he had been there for eight seasons there uh, at UMass Lowell. Excuse me. Uh, UMass Lowell, he had been there for eight seasons there as the head coach of the river hawks oversaw their move to division one uh being hired as the first division one head coach there in 2013 they played that first uh season of division one lacrosse there in 2015 took them to the america east tournament there in 2018 his fourth season at the helm uh 2877 overall 2-11 this past season both their wins coming over conference opponents in JIT, and Binghamton, both one-goal uh, victories there as well. So it's been a, a, a rough ride there for Stevenson at UMass Lowell, uh, with obviously that high point being there in 2018. Again, he's the 3rd coaching opening of the season. Uh, UMass Lowell is with Stevenson, Stevenson stepping down, St. John's, Providence both came open last week. Um, Not a a ton of buzz around this, as we saw from the Providence job in particular, and the St. John's job, Uh, with those being Big East schools, you saw a bit more buzz there. wasn't a ton of buzz on Tuesday morning when this came out, uh, as there had been on the prior two openings. I really, you know, with Providence and St. John's, I think you can kind of look and say, okay, like, here's some some types of guys or some some uh, coaches that you could see fitting there. I know there's been a lot of mention of Bobby Benson uh, in Providence. Uh, I believe his wife is a Providence alum, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and obviously he's done great things at Hopkins and now at Maryland uh, as DOC there. And so, you know, that's kind of the big name that everyone's been hearing. Um, that everyone's been kind of spouting out into the wind. Uh, Providence, go get Bobby Benson. Uh, if he does want to come, you ask, well, I really don't know who you're going to get there. I think it, it's going to have to be somebody who wants to build something. Uh, because like this is a program that's not in a good position to win now. Uh, they have had. They've had good seasons, 2018 in particular. Um, They've made one postseason appearance in their eight seasons. So there's a lot of work still to be done there. Um, They've had good players. They've had uh, a situation with multiple good players transferring out uh, in in recent years, uh, which you often see at some of those lower-level schools. Um, But it's not just a... You know, that's a low situation, uh, but multiple uh, lower level schools you see that at. So I think you're going to have to get a guy that, that wants to build. I don't know if getting a younger coach, um, you know, it, it, it's going to have to be, it, it, and I know Lowell isn't necessarily a uh, appeasing sell as a location. Um, if, from from what I've heard, um, I'm not an expert on Massachusetts uh, geography, but I've, I've heard it's not in the most, um, not luxurious, but it, it's not like you're going to Boston or, you know, anything like that. So there is a, you know, there's a wide range of varieties they could go with here, uh, but overall, you've got to get a guy that wants to build. Uh, Mountaineers this season. So a number of low-level guys that we're seeing entering uh, as well as some of those names that I have mentioned, Cole Coast, Tommy Schelling, Alex Simmons, the most notable players in recent uh, recent days. Kevin Winkoff is a guy who I mentioned, I think he is going to be a player that uh, a low-level guy, a mid-major guy, that can go to an ACC, go to a Big Ten, and have success. So, that is going to be interesting to see how, you know, where he lands, how that shakes out. Mickey Solomon, Jacob Kelly out of North Carolina, uh, some of the other high profile guys. Dylan Watson, I know, is in there. Austin Madronic out of Harvard is in there as a grad transfer. So, a, a number of big time playmakers on the offensive end, especially in the transfer portal. We have not seen a massive uh influx of players on the defensive end obviously we have the goalie situation uh daniel hanks already heading to georgetown anthony palmer i know is in the transfer portal a senior goalie out of stony brook if you watched any of their games this season a very uh good playmaker john Kirkhoff was michigan's starting goalie in 2021 he's in there as well as teddy Dolan. Uh, the redshirt junior out of Binghamton he is in there as a grad transfer as is uh palma as well as kelly so those are uh as i'm looking at the goalie list of, of guys that i know that are in the portal right now some of the top names uh that, that stand out to me at least as having you know guys that can go really on multiple um multiple different programs and have a massive impact. Hinks obviously being the one guy that has made a decision so far or that is a public decision. Uh, Sean Goldsmith, the attackman out of Mosul, he's heading to North Carolina. That was a decision made last summer. Donovan Lacy, the midfielder out of Sacred Heart, he's heading to Maryland. And then Thomas McConvey, the senior midfielder out of Vermont, he's heading to uh, Virginia. Uh, All of these guys I've mentioned are glad transfers uh, and all of these were, besides Hanks, were announced preseason or uh, last year, uh, last summer, uh, last fall when that was decided. So Transfer Portal is heating up. I expect it to continue to heat up. It's not as heavy on the um, underclassmen. As it is still a lot of these fifth-year guys using the fifth years elsewhere. Um, so yeah, we'll see how things shake out there. But Shelling, Coast, Simmons, Winkoff—the most notable uh, transfers, especially offensively—that I think can go and, and have an impact at you know high Division One level, high-level players uh, there that have entered in recent weeks. Folks, that is it for today's episode. Just wanted to come in with a quick uh, little news rundown of since there has been so much going on, and on Thursday's podcast, I'm going to exclusively preview uh, these first round matchups. So, I wanted to come in here and just give a little overview of some of the news and notes that have been going down as of recent. Uh, We also have the PLL draft on. Tuesday night, Logan Wisnowskis goes number one. Uh, Chris Gray slides to the Atlas. Uh, Interesting, interesting draft. There, a lot of guys getting picked, and we'll see how they pan out. uh, In the pros, Uh, a little long on the draft. So, uh, P.O.L., if you're listening, a little long, a little drawn out. Maybe, Uh, you know, if you're going to have it that long, maybe have a live audience. I don't know. Um, But just my opinion. Uh, still, great, great product. It's lacrosse. We love lacrosse, and hope y'all will enjoy the lacrosse tonight. As the Pioneer Games, Manhattan, Vermont, Robert Morris Double will get underway at six and seven p.m. I am Tanner Demling. This has been the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. I will be back with y'all tomorrow to preview the entirety of the first round of the NCAA Tournament twenty. 22 edition you can connect with us on social media at lacrosse bucket on twitter facebook and instagram lacrossebucket.com where it's always lacrosse season